We all have bucket lists. As a lifelong sports fan, mine is full of tons of different sporting events and venues, from the NBA, NFL, Olympics, and beyond. However, my greatest bucket list item is something I want to share with the world and fans like me. What if you could attend a home college football game for all 130 and counting FBS programs? Seems crazy, right? Join me, your host, Bobby Wilson, as I take you along for the ride to see all the FBS venues and more. This is the TNT College Football Podcast. Hello, everyone. Bobby Wilson here from the TNT College Football Podcast. Hope everybody's doing well. Uh, glad to be back on this evening, um, continuing my breakdown series. <clears throat> I'm uh, going through breaking down all 133 teams in FBS college football. And uh, in this installment, I will continue with the uh, North Carolina State Wolfpack, NC State. Um, we'll just dive right in, going into the, the stadium. They play at Carter-Finley Stadium, uh, which seats... Uh, 56,919, uh, really good venue uh, that that has stood the test of time for quite some time. Um, the Wolfpack have played here since the mid-60s, and uh, obviously it's grown over time, but uh, has become one of the tougher places to play. Um, I believe I saw a statistic where they've won 17 of 18 or 17 in a row, something like that. Um, in a row at home, so this is this. It's a tough place to play at home. It's not one that, on a national scale, that a lot of uh, casual fans think of as being a one of those diff, real difficult places to play. But it's turned into a an environment that's very hard to win at, um, and and they continue to do well. Um, now shifting to coach on the rise for the program. Most of the time, I focus on a younger coach here, um, but. Uh, for this installment, I'm going to go with uh, Robert Ane, uh, the offensive coordinator, inside wide receiver, tight end coach. And I'm going with Coach Ane because of the experience that he has coaching uh, transfer quarterback Brennan Armstrong. Um, he coached him at Virginia. Um, he, he, he's coached for quite some time, but he coached him at Virginia, and when he did, uh, Brennan had his biggest season throwing for almost 4,500 yards and uh, upwards to 30-plus touchdowns that season. It was by far Virginia's best year uh, in, in, in quite some time. Um, but when he left and went to Syracuse, Brennan Armstrong took a complete nosedive from a playing perspective, and it had everything to do with the way he was used by the Virginia coaching staff, it, it was it was sad to see. So when I say a coach on the rise, I think this that this is this is a coach this year who could lead NC State to a very very successful season, and that they could be a surprise team in the ACC because of what he brings to the table when it comes to coaching the quarterback that he has right now. Um, Moving forward, we'll see. But right now, this season, I think it just gives them an opportunity to do something, to do something pretty darn special potentially. Um, now I'll shift to breaking down position by position. Offensively, the quarterback position—I've kind of hinted at this already—but new offensive coordinator Robert Anay 
is matched up once again with QB Brennan Armstrong, who transfers in from Virginia. Like I said, Virginia's staff last year did, just did a terrible job using Armstrong's abilities last season. He, he I, I remember watching them. I believe it was against Syracuse, and I would just sat there watching just dumbfounded because you have this quarterback who who have looked like a shell of himself just because every single ounce of his ability wasn't being used in the correct manner, and they were trying to get him to do things that just didn't fit who he is as a player. And it was just it was truly sad because he just lost all confidence and, and it and it snowballed badly. Um, he was a three year captain at Virginia, so leadership is a strong suit for him. Obviously, he never sulked or pouted or anything. He still went out, was professional, did his job, and did the things the right way. You could just tell that that confidence wasn't there. And he he has an extremely strong arm. I mean, uh, and he can use his legs tremendously too. In his career, Armstrong has 9,034 passing yards, 58 touchdowns, and 20 rushing touchdowns. That's a heck of a heck of a career um, for any quarterback, but he's got an opportunity to add to that. He could have well over 12,000 yards by the time he graduates, by the time he's done at NC State this year. Um, just an unbelievable career for Brandon Armstrong. But I, I, I'm super excited to see him reunited with his uh, former offensive coordinator because of what it led to uh, for him as a player. Um, the running back room has a good deal of experience. Uh, Jordan Houston ran for 544 yards last season. Uh, Michael Allen gained a good deal of experience last season as well. Um, the interesting thing about this unit, though, is that none of the returners, even, this, even those that I haven't listed, none of those returners scored a touchdown last season. So... Hopefully, hopefully for NC State's fans' sake, uh, that changes this year, and of course, I'm sure it will. Um, I, I like it's just an interesting t- statistic. They only had three rushing touchdowns last season, and they've all graduate. They all are uh, gone um, from that department. Um, looking at uh, the receiving core, had a, a nation's best 15 players catch a TD pass last season. Pretty staggering number, honestly. Uh, wide receiver uh, Keon Lassane is the top target, um, but returning wide receivers Porter Rooks, uh, Julian Gray, Terrell Timmons Jr., and uh, freshman Kevin Concepcion have speed. Then the addition of uh, DeCorey Collins from Clemson but provides another good weapon. Just tons of different guys they can get the ball to here. Uh, Brandon Armstrong's going to have a field day throwing to this group of receivers. Um, the offensive line returns three starters in center. Uh, Dillick McManahan, um, left tackle Anthony Belton, and right tackle Timothy McKay. Uh, Derek Eason and Lyndon Cooper should start at the guard spots. And then Oregon transfer Dawson Germilio provides good depth. So a really good offensive line. Something that NC State fans are used to seeing as uh, head coach Dave Doran usually goes with a very heavy rushing attack. Uh, but with new offensive coordinator Robert Renee, I mean, that should change, um, especially with the skill set Brennan Armstrong has. That'll change some. I mean, when you have a talented quarterback at the level of Armstrong, um, the, the, the likes of the type of quarterback that NC State usually doesn't have that is extre- extremely mobile as well just gives another dynamic to the offense and just an unbelievably strong arm, like I said. I'm looking at the defense, the defensive line, Returns uh, defensive end 
Devin Van, who had four and a half sacks, and Savion Jackson. Uh, the additions of, def- of defensive end Noah Potter from Cincinnati could provide a spark off the edge. Uh, Nose tackle C.J. Clark also returns after a productive season. Um, getting to the quarterback, um, could, I don't want to say is a concern, but it's something to look at uh, just because there's not a lot of production from a sack standpoint returning to this defense. Uh, the linebacker <coughs> core returns future pro Peyton Willis, who had 82 tackles and four and a half sacks last season. Uh, or Wilson, sorry. Uh, um, Peyton Wilson. Uh, Wilson is the epitome of experience entering his sixth season. <clears throat> and then uh, Devon Beattie and Jalen Scott should man the other starting roles and have plenty of experience themselves. Um, the secondary returns two good cornerbacks and Aiden White, who had four interceptions, and Shaheen Battle. Uh, the nickelback role um, should be manned by Old Dominion grad transfer uh, Robert Kennedy. And then the safety spots should be held by Devon Boykin and Jakeem Harris. Uh, this unit is a bit thin behind those two, though. I mean, at the safety position, those two are pretty solid, but behind them, it, it's just inexperienced. Looking at special teams, the Wolfpack must replace 2022 Lou Groza Award winner uh, Christopher Dunn. Uh, Braden Navarson uh, from, uh, transfers in from Western Kentucky, where he was very solid last year. And then punter Caden Noonkester returns after claiming the job down the stretch last season. I don't see special teams being too much of a concern um, for the Wolfpack. Then... Uh, final analysis is my opinion, and then I'll give you uh, their 2023 schedule. Um, um, Dave Doran's teams usually do well when they have a chip on their shoulder, and that's just what this uh, NC State team has. I mean, Brendan Armstrong has a chip on his shoulder to return to uh, the form that he showed previously. Um, and they lose, they lose some talented guys um, defensively. But these are the type of teams that NC State, especially under Dave Doran, they usually have the most success when they're not uh, – I'm not saying that they're not highly thought of because this is definitely a top 30 to 40 program in the country entering the season. Uh, but um, there's plenty of depth and, depth and experience. Those aren't a concern. Um, the Wolfpack could be a surprise team in the ACC, like I said. I'm really excited to see – uh, this team come together. I think it has the opportunity to really do something uh, special this year. And I think the shift from the offensive coordinator position perspective is interesting. I think they're going to throw the ball more, obviously, which which leads to a point that I'm about to make that is really intriguing because of how well NC State has run the ball um, over the past uh, decade or so with Dave Doran as the head coach. But they... They've had balanced issues when it comes to touchdowns. They've had 79 total TDs the past two seasons, and only 19 of them came on the ground. And this was a team that ran the ball really effectively, but they just didn't score touchdowns for some reason. Uh, Just an interesting statistics I I saw that I thought was very interesting, um, just because of how well they've been able to run the football, but it just hasn't resulted in touchdowns for some reason. Uh, looking at the Wolfpack's 2023 schedule, they open up uh, Thursday, August 31st, which is my birthday, I might add, at UConn. I'm really hoping I can get to that game as a uh, 
as everybody who follows me knows, being a big-time UConn supporter. Then they turn around, they play Notre Dame, uh, VMI, at Virginia, Louisville, Marshall, at Duke, Clemson, Miami, at Wake Forest, at Virginia Tech, and North Carolina. So the ACC schedule sets up fairly well for them. Um, you get Clemson and North Carolina and Miami all at home. Um, the non-conference schedule at UConn, Notre Dame, VMI, and Marshall um, sets up fairly well. I mean, you get Notre Dame at home. So their toughest, their toughest games on their schedule are at home. I mean, UConn is much, is much improved from uh, the past handful of years. Um, Marshall obviously will be a, a tough opponent. They won at Notre Dame last year. But you look at their schedule and their tougher games are at home. And like I said, they've won, I want to say it was seven out of the past 18 at home or 17 in a row. Something, the statistic was like that. I should have wrote it down. But this is a team that's hard to beat at home at Carter-Finley Stadium. And and I see them continuing that uh, moving forward. So, again, really excited to watch this team play moving forward as, as I think things could click really well offensively and I think things will come together defensively too it might it might take a game or two for the defense to really click uh, the way that 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 fans would like but I think it's they're going to be just fine so uh, thank you for tuning into this breakdown hope you enjoyed it uh, please like subscribe wherever you're uh, listening to the podcast it's much appreciated also follow the podcast Twitter account at TNT college foot one everybody have a good night God bless Thank you.